One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Jacqueline Smith. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with her friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Holy interviews, Batman! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You're listening to TV Confidential. Wowie zowie, it's fantastic. Robertson Long, Tony Figueroa, and Donna Allen bringing you a special replay of a conversation with Don Wells that originally aired in July 2017 on TV Confidential. Don Wells passed away this past Wednesday, December 30th at the age of 82. Don shared a few memories of her castmates on Gilligan's Island as part of that conversation, but we also talked about some of Don's other credits before and after Gilligan as we pick up the conversation. Before I forget, because uh, we, we, we've sort of touched on some of your non-Marianne roles in film and television. One of your most notable film roles after Gilligan, you were, the, uh, you were not only the uh, narrator of Winter Hawk, you were Michael Dante's leading lady. Are you aware of what uh, Michael recently did with Winter Hawk? No. What did he do? He wrote a sequel. No. He wrote a sequel. He, I believe he's still trying to get it produced, but he published it as a novella called Winterhawk's Land. And it, it tells what happens after the movie ends. Did he marry me? Did he marry the Indian and take me away? Yes, he did. Because you be sure and tell him hello from me. Because you, you, you see us right off together. And it was quite, a, it was, it was quite an event anyway, doing, the, doing what we did when you talked to him. I mean, we were really in the mountains, and he's a rider. He really can ride a horse. And the horse was not a tame little animal. And, and we had some accidents with some of the horses and the kids and stuff like that. It was, it was shot on location and shot with a really creative director. Charles Pierce. Not necessarily behind a studio with everybody behind you. He was doing it independently. Yeah. And I don't think anybody could have done it better than Michael. 
He was so beautiful on that horse, and he could really ride. And, 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 and his long wig, you know, I mean, he was just gorgeous. He was just gorgeous. I have a funny story to tell you about. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but where I'm singing with a bunch of missionaries, mm-hmm. and I can't carry a tune. So I said to, the, to, to Charlie, I can't sing. He said, of course you can. And I tried. He said, you're right, you can't. So I'm in the middle of a field with all the missionaries with my long skirt. And I, <laughs> I spread my legs, and there is a girl sitting on the grass. My skirt goes over her, and I am mouthing the words to Amazing Grace. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I skirt. Now, it's hysterical. You can't tell the difference. Sure. Last year, I'm in Musso Frank's having dinner with somebody, sitting at the bar, and a girl next to me taps me on the shoulder, and she said, I was the girl under your skirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Oh, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful story, and we it, it's a cliche, but it's true. Hollywood is a small town. It is a small town. It is. Don, we were talking about some of your post-Marianne roles after the show ended. One of the first things you did, and I, I just saw this. I'd never seen this one before. You did an FBI about a year or two after the show ended where you were, I believe, most of your scenes were with William Reynolds, and you had a lot of scenes with Lyndon Giles. And you had one scene. What was the show? Because I did the Mavericks and the, all, uh, this, all that, all this, the 77 this, Sunset Strips. I don't remember. that. Which was this, Lawman? What was it? What was the show? The FBI. Oh, uh, with Ephraim Zimbalist, with that's F- all yeah. I remember. Yeah, do you, do, you, do you have any memories of working with Ephraim Zimbalist or the FBI? Just that he was a true gentleman. I have two wonderful stories. Ephraim Zimbalist was a total gentleman. It was like working with Cary Grant, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. But my other one, I had a, I got an agent by doing a play with Mercedes McCambridge and Leon Ames, and agents came to see me. So I had this one small little agent that hired me, or signed me, and he set me up with interviews, and I had an interview with the head of Warner Brothers one day. And <laughs> my agent called me and said, I just got a call from whoever I was talking to, and he said, I had, I had an intelligent conversation with an actress today. That was the comment back to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretty little girl trying to get in the movies. I had studied. I came. I analyzed where I should go. I couldn't go to New York because I don't sing and dance. Came to Los Angeles. Blah blah blah. And we sat and had an intelligent conversation. <laughs> and he called my agent. He said, "I'm blown away. I had an intelligent conversation today with an actress." I just think that's so funny. So funny. Yeah, it's a lovely memory of that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite role that you've ever done? And I'm actually on stage. It's the owl and the pussycat. Oh. I love that play so much. The play is so much better than the movie. The play, I, I can't believe it's the only play he wrote, I think. He's even funnier than Simon. His, his, his curtain lines are just brilliant. And, and, and playing the hooker with a heart of gold is nothing better than you can do, you know? I mean, you get to be sexy, you get to be pretty, but you got, you're a nice girl, too. And I always, my, my co-star was Jack Heller, who was just brilliant with, with all kinds of business. And I said to Jack about a year ago, we ought to do this now. We ought to do the, the, the out-of-work actor, writer, and the over-the-hill hooker still trying to get it together. I think it'd be hysterical. These two old people trying to do what they did 30 years ago. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. You could pitch that as an episode of Life Interrupted. I think that would work with the overall... <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, I think, I think that would work with the overall story arc you guys are doing. Well, right. I don't know. Do you think that me being the mother-in-law could be a hooker, too? <laughs> I don't know. I won't say that on the air, but I think... <laughs> Are we, uh, are we deleting things as I speak? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm pulling your leg. No, I, we've kind of touched on the character you've played, and I, 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 I think it would work, and I think you would pull it off. 
And I think it's one of the funniest plays ever written. Mm -hmm. It's one of the funniest plays ever. I just need a good co-star then. Mm -hmm. I wish Russell was still with us. Mm. We could do it. I, I need a good co-star. I just saw Russell on FBI the other day. It was early, he he beat up Harrison Ford. No. Yeah. He sure was a hunk. He sure was. <laughs> he, he sure was a hunk, yeah. and, he, and he could throw a punch. We're talking to Dawn Wells, the actress known around the world as Marianne on Gilligan's Island. This particular conversation with Dawn originally aired in July, 2017. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Before we forget, because we, we, we did a tribute to, to Adam West a couple of weeks ago. Now, one of the things we haven't touched on, you're a producer. You've produced uh, you know, several movies for television. You produced Surviving Gilligan's Island for CBS, which is very highly rated, which it originally aired. And you, you did a TV movie based on Adam West's book, and that was a lot Return, of fun. Return to the Batcave, I yes. Yeah. Yes. And again, it was a lot of fun, and it, it gave Adam a chance to kind of poke fun of himself, but also kind of embrace the homage. And did he come to you to produce the show? Did you bring to him, or how do you? Remember? Oh, I brought it to him. I brought it to him. I think we, I think we shared an agent, so I had a connection. But I just thought it's that retroactive stuff that I think is kind of important. Who are we really? Mm -hmm. What do we do? What's it like? I mean, I think nowadays I don't know. Everything goes on forever, but we were we were that the heyday of I think of television then. You know. But what was so nice about what you did with Surviving Gilligan's Island and and, and Bat there, there were so many other movies, you know, covering the monkeys or the Partridge Family or Three is Company or or and so they were played so heavy and so dramatic and the the ones that you were involved with were much uh, more fun to watch, even though all the all the uh, points, you know, the good, the bad, ugly, whatever, were were well covered. balanced. It was well balanced, and uh, you know. And, and not to badmouth any other, but, you know, they make, you know, like a bad day on the set of Three is Company, like 9-11 almost. They take it to that extreme, and it's like, no, well, let's, let's keep it. You, you, yours kept them in perspective, I think, and uh, But you don't you want to go, you know, but way back when, I don't know how old you guys are, but way back when, you went to the movies. You never saw June Allison. You never walked through Clark Gable. You, they were they were on the screen, and then television came to your living room. All of a sudden, they're part of your household. That's a very different thing. It's not a movie star anymore. It's part of your family, mm -hmm. and you become attached to that. And and I don't know where we are now. I mean, now everything's available. You can make it yourself, and and DVDs home and everything. It's a whole it's a whole other ball game. I mean, I was there before. The lights were discovered <laughs> no. before we had electricity. Finding up those cameras. I mean, it was different then. It was very different then. And you know, you you learn. I, I, when I did my film actors boot camp, I said, "Okay, we're all actresses, but where do you fit? If you're a mechanic and you're better with an engine than you are with a car engine than an airplane engine, that's where you should be. And how do you know? Are you a quarterback, or are you are you a receiver?" Mm -hmm. Where do you fit? And we all try to find where we fit as we grow up. That's what we do for a living sometimes. Sometimes you're a fabulous skier, but you're a mechanic. You know, we all have to find entertainment is very specific. I mean, I don't know that I would have watched the Gilligan's Island. I would have probably thought I was a little more sophisticated. You know, I don't know that. Playhouse 90 or something is what I would watch or suspense or something like that. Now, as, as I've been in the business so long, I admire anybody that does anything for any length of time. 
it's fun to do something for one one role and you get to you know back to the owl and the pussycat back to that i love that but something that i couldn't have done anything anymore that would have brought love to my heart from across the world than that series and i could have done a million things as an actress you just said wow she's really good you don't know that with marianne you just liked her and you loved her and i played her as best as i could but it was me and the combination of the other people and we need to be grateful, unless you're going to just do one-man shows your whole life. You know, it's the same with an orchestra. So you play the trombone, but what's a trumpet doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, think, I think maybe because artists, we tend to be more neurotic, and I don't think I'm neurotic enough. <laughs> you also had a wonderful opportunity on that show to do the dream sequences where you did everything from Eliza Doolittle to the old woman. And, yes. uh, and, and to, I, I have a chance to, for everyone to see, wow, these are really talented people and look at the range of what they could accomplish. And they made such fun of us. Stupidest show ever. Dumbest show ever. I mean, the critics hated us. Hated us. Well, we, we've oh. said this on the air, Mary. Uh, uh, Mary <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You just said, "Damn it, Marianne!" <laughs> I have, in nine years of doing this, Don, I have never, I have never done that before. I've never called the guest. I've always called the guest by their given name, but obviously, I'm in the moment. <laughs> I apologize. For how, that. Is it for, how is it for you? <laughs> oh, I forgot the question. <laughs> Oh no, it's all good. No, no. Um, uh, I I forgot. I, I forgot the question. No, it's. We talked about the the range of characters that I got to play thanks to the dream sequences in Gilligan's Island. Was that where we were jumping off them? Of? Um, that was our favorite stuff. It was your favorite stuff. No, I, I I'm I'm sorry, I forgot the question. But <laughs> you just created you just created a moment. <laughs> what in the world is your audience thinking? Who are these people? Don Wells from a conversation that originally aired in July 2017. Don Wells passed away Wednesday, December 30th at the age of 82. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Samson Williams. Troy Finnis. Peter Borchel. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swift. Ben Asner. A lovely, enchanting interview. It's all the conversation. It wasn't an interview. Well... Thank you. That's that's what I try to do. That's what I I try to make this a conversation. You made it. That's TV Confidential every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. You can now purchase t-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. 
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.